Hello and welcome to the Teacher on Teacher on podcast. I'm Katie, I'm your host, and this is a podcast especially for us teachers to help us with all things personal development. Now today's episode is all about how to make your teacher desk more inspiring and motivating. Now of course as teachers, admittedly, we probably don't spend much time at our desks during the school day, right? But there are times when the kids are gone that we need to knuckle down and get productive because there is just so much to do that doesn't involve teaching in our job. We've got lesson planning, grading, marking, going through emails, making resources, so much stuff. And in order to get that stuff done, it's important to have a motivational and inspiring workspace. It makes all the difference. And I'd also like to add, I know not everyone has their own desk in their classroom or their own office, but this is easily applicable for a home area that you work in as well, if you tend to work at home. Just as a little disclaimer, you don't have to have a classroom desk in order to make your area more inspiring. So here are six ways to make your teacher desk or your workspace more inspiring. The first tip is one that you'll hear me talk about a lot, and that is to declutter. I have mentioned in many previous episodes that a messy space leads to a messy mind. There's only so much that your brain can take in, and when you've got chaos all around you, it is overwhelming, and your brain is trying to filter out what's important and what isn't, and it's just making it work harder than it really needs to. So decluttering. And yes, As tempting as it might be to let crap pile up on your desk, try and find somewhere else for it. I personally have like a shelf with a paper tray full of my miscellaneous papers to file, but it's not on my desk, so it's not in my personal close space when I'm trying to work. So aim to only keep the essentials that you use every day visible on your desk or things that make you happy, like a photo or a candle or a little something that just brings you joy. A tidy desk leads to a tidy mind. So you can also get into a habit of putting items away after you finish with them so that the clutter doesn't build up again. So if you just hole punch some sheets, put the hole punch back where it came from, in your drawer or wherever you got it from, instead of just leaving it on the desk. It is so much easier to keep a space tidy than it is to then have to spend hours clearing up a bomb site. It's such a waste of time that it's not necessary. So get into the habit of tidying up as you go and keeping the clutter off your desk. Okay, number two is to get a plant for your desk. So apparently, plants reduce stress, increase productivity, reduce sickness, they clean the air, they make the space more attractive, and they boost creativity. Uh, Yes, that sounds like a magic formula, doesn't it? Well, if you get green plants like spider plants or orica plants, for example, these ones release a lot of oxygen and they cleanse the air, which is amazing, of course. It's that whole bringing the outside in that takes us back to nature, which is how things meant to be, you know. So get a plant, pop it on your desk. You don't need to have a jungle around you. Just a little bit of greenery makes all the difference. Now, the main problem we have with as teachers is what do we do with these plants during the holidays? Well, you could always just load them up in your car and take them home with you. Why not? Or if you're worried about plants dying, at the very least, you could get a fake plant. Now, sure, they're not going to have the health benefits, of course, but they'll still make your space look nice. Now, I am a plant lover. I have a lot of greenery in my home, but at school, my plants are fake and I'm okay with that. 
However, there are some plants that I've got that can handle those dry spells of attention, so to speak. So you could go for plants like that at school that will be able to handle a few weeks of neglect. I hate to say that, but neglect. Two of my favourites are Aspidistria, which is cast iron plant because it can literally handle anything. And the Sansevera is a snake plant. Those are pretty resilient and will probably survive breaks. So I'll put links to all these plants I've mentioned if you're interested in looking them up in the show notes at the end. But yes, a nice plant will make all the difference. Okay, tip number three is to try and get as much natural light as possible. Again, the nature. Natural light lifts the spirits and helps keep you alert. Now, if you don't have access to natural light, so if you're in a shaded area or you're in a nook or your desk is in a cupboard like mine is, I have literally no natural light, it's awful, then you can make use of mirrors to bounce light around or have doors open where you can actually see natural light. Alternatively, if you can't or you do your work late at night, then you can purchase a, like a daylight lamp that kind of mimics the, the lumen you get from the sun. So you can find all those on Amazon, just search daylight lamp, there are loads. So that's another alternative for you. Okay, tip four. If you're using a computer to do your work, which is probably gonna be very likely, there is an amazing tab extension I just love called Momentum. It is my absolute favorite thing and has really increased productivity for me and it's so inspiring as well. Basically, the way it works is it's attached to your web browser. So every time you open a new internet tab, it will show you a beautiful photo and an inspiring quote to get you motivated. You can also add goals for the day on there too. It is free, but I love it so much that I paid for the pro version, which I very rarely do for things like this. But I thought this one was worth it. And you can categorize your to-do lists and sort of skip the photos if you don't like one, for example. But in the free option, you have to wait till the next day for the photo to change, little things like that. I just love it. It's compatible across all devices as well on computers. And it's just gorgeous. I really love it. And it's really helped with productivity. I'll link that into the show notes for you as well. It's available currently on Chrome and Firefox web browsers. Okay, tip five. As I mentioned in the previous point, I am a big advocate for categorizing your to-do lists. Now I've talked about the quadrant method I use back in episode 25, so be sure to go and check that out if you're interested in learning more. But the reason I use a quadrant list is because having such a long to-do list, which is standard in teaching, I mean, in fact, it just never ends, it just gets longer each day, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But having such a long list is really overwhelming. We look at it and go, how am I ever going to do all this? And it just does not inspire you, right? Or what about if you've got your notes all over the place? You've got some on your phone, you've got some on a post-it, you've got some in a notebook. They are scattered all over the shop. It's a recipe for disaster. It's not motivating, it's not inspiring, and it's not good for productivity. You look at it and you feel overwhelmed. You don't even know where to begin, right? But using the quadrant method and separating your to-dos into different categories... And you can even have things like things I want to mark, deadlines, parents I need to call, emails I need to send, urgent tasks, all that kind of stuff. It makes it so much more manageable and helps you prioritize and get the momentum going. 
and you can have that displayed somewhere so personally for me I have mine up on a whiteboard and I just write things manually and I also use the dash on my momentum tab as well so I kind of have both there because I do like to have a portable one that goes on my devices but then I do like having one that's written because you know if you're talking to someone and you don't have a chance to log into your laptop or your computer to put something down I like to have it written on my board so use whatever method works for you but be consistent and know where you're looking for your to-do list and have them categorized into groups so you know what to tackle and number six finally a way to make your teacher desk more inspiring is to have a snack stash nearby so you don't need to keep getting up and disrupting your productivity when you feel peckish now this might not work for everyone i do understand that but personally as someone who needs to snack frequently to keep my energy up this is a lifesaver for me i love snacking snacking's my favorite but i will emphasize it's important to have healthy snacks. It is really dangerous if you've got bags of sweets and crisps, or if, if you don't call them that, you'll call them candy and chips. <laughs> but if you have those kind of unhealthy snacks, you mindlessly eat them without even realizing how much you've consumed. And that's not good. So choose healthy things like fruit or cereal bars. They're my snacks of choice. And they do great things to help keep you powering through. So there you have it, six ways to make your teacher desk more inspiring and motivating. Let's quickly recap those one more time for you. So number one is declutter and only keep essentials on your desk. You can stay on top of this by always putting things back where they came from. Aim to keep your desk clear, at least by the end of the day. I understand our desk often becomes a dumping ground during the school day. I'm with you there, I do that too, but... Just spending a few minutes before you go home at the end of the day to put things back and keep your area clutter-free will make a huge difference and will really inspire you to get working. You're not going to look at a desk with crap all over it and think, oh, I can't wait to get to work, are you? No, but if you have a nice clean area, it looks more inviting and you think, yeah, I really want to sit here and do some work. Number two was get a plant for your desk. There are so many health benefits to plants. They're really worth it. And it's something so small, but makes such a big difference. So get some greenery. Number three, natural light. You can put your desk near to a window if possible, or get some mirrors to bounce the light around you. Or at the very least, get a natural light desk lamp. Tip four, download the Momentum extension tab. So good. They've got them from Chrome and Firefox and it is free as well. It is so inspiring to start in the day with a beautiful photo and an inspiring quote. My quote for today is, it says, you are what you do, not what you say you'll do. Deep. And I'm looking at a beautiful beach in Australia and it is just stunning. It's just wonderful. So I start my day every morning with that tab and I look at my to-do list and I just start ticking things off. It's great. Number five was categorize your to-do list as that will help you prioritize and get things done and not feel so overwhelmed and you'll be a bit more inspired to start tackling the list. And then step six was to have a snack stash just to help keep your momentum going and keep you motivated. All right, so I hope that's helped. If you do any of these things, I'd love to see a picture of your work desk. You can tag me on Instagram. It would be great to see that. I'd love that. I'm at Teachers Resource Force. And as always, you can find the links to everything mentioned in the episode by going to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash podcast forward slash 133. 
I will include a link to episode 25 where you can learn about the quadrant system and I'll also link the momentum extension and some of the plants I mentioned too if you're interested. As always, if you found value in this podcast, please share it with a teacher friend and leave a review on iTunes. I haven't seen a review in a long time. A lot of you are emailing me personally or leaving me wonderful comments in the Facebook group. And I love that. Thank you. That really inspires me to keep doing this for you. I would love it if you could share your comments publicly in a review so that other teachers can be encouraged to join in our movement and hopefully we can just help as many teachers as possible. That really is the goal here. I don't pitch anything to you. I'm not selling you anything. I'm not blasting this podcast with adverts to annoy you. It really is just pure giving. So I would love it if you did your bit and helped spread the word. And hopefully we can just help our profession blossom because it is really hard and we need as much support as we can get. Now, next week, we're going to be looking at something I don't often talk about and I don't think I've ever talked about on the podcast before, actually, and that is behaviour management. I do tend to focus most of the content here on personal development, but I've had so many questions recently about people struggling with difficult behaviours and As you know, I've had my fair share of those experiences of some pretty horrific behaviour, so I've learnt a lot along the way. So I'll be sharing some of my tips with you on behaviour management next week, so make sure you tune into that one. Teach on and teach strong, guys, and I'll catch you next time. Bye!